Hello, everybody, and welcome to Wrestling Has Lost Its Way. Uh, we got a lot of shit to get into, so to get it going, here's Johnny. All right, and I don't have much in the way of the news today. Actually, I do have a lot more news, but it's going to come later in, the, in our reviews. So it seems like we can't go a week without discussing COVID, and it's it's ha- it hit the wrestling world again uh, this week, and and that's just because I mean this wrestler wasn't even involved in WWE's coronavirus outbreaks because he was released in April. Uh, this current uh, Ring of Honor star EC3 has uh, announced earlier this week that he tested positive for coronavirus. It's been a few days now, so hopefully he's he's getting better. Uh, and we, we wish him well. Uh, uh, you know, again, can't state enough wear your masks in fact I'm just gonna say it wear your fucking masks alright please we got the vaccines now wear your mask I think this uh, by next summer things are gonna look a lot better than they are now they they might not be back to 100% but they might be getting pretty close to it so just wear a mask. All right, that was my my COVID spiel. Uh, <laughs> uh, so let's see. Cameron Grimes, uh, he just had surgery. I don't know what. Uh, they didn't say what it was, but he'll be out for four to six weeks. Uh, someone else that also also had surgery was Melina. Which is why she, why her debut was uh, was scrapped with WWE. She was supposed to uh, debut back in September, and now we know what what her plans were going to be. She was going to be brought into in the, into NXT as a part of the Robert Stone brand, which would have been interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, WWE is looking to actually have fans in attendance at the Royal Rumble. This is only because the uh, Toronto Raptors are going to be playing their games this season in Tampa Bay because Canada won't let them come in because of the coronavirus. So they're going to be allowing a certain number of percentage of fans in. So you know, WWE says, hey, you know, why can't we have fans? So, and they're in Tropicana Field, which is double the size of the arena that uh, the Raptors are going to play in. So, yeah, I could see having a mix of of actual fans and with the Thunder, Thunderdome screens as well. Kenny Omega has been announced. He made an announcement this past Tuesday on Impact. Uh, he's going to be involved in a six-man tag at January's Hard to Kill pay-per-view. He's going to be teaming up with uh, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson, you know, reuniting the Bullet Club. 
against the Impact World Champion Rich Swan and the Motor City Machine Guns. Which I, I never thought I would say this, but for the first time, I may actually have to order an Impact pay per view. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Uh, the one episode I did see last week was was pretty good. A lot of a lot of uh, recognizable names. So, but that's right now. That's the only match that Kenny has on the table in in uh, Impact. Impact. <clears throat> okay now for now well you know what that's all the news I have but uh, since we're going to be reviewing Raw first um, I'm, I'm, my news will continue in Raw so I'll let Freddie take it over alright well we're going to go in and start giving our thoughts on the shows of the week so to get it going, we're going to go ahead and go into Raw, and I'm going to see what Johnny has to say about it, which I know is a lot. All right, so here we go. And Raw was, was shit this week. There's no, no question about it. And the ratings show. Raw did their worst ever rating in the history. Talking almost 30 years of Raw with 1.527. Which actually, if you put the numbers combined, AEW and NXT this Wednesday did combined 1.572. In the demographic of the 18 to 49 year olds this week raw did a 0.41 last week AEW did better than them in that same demo with the 0.42 so AEW is starting to beat WWE even more not just NXT now usually you know we talk about Raw or SmackDown scripts being torn up at the last minute and Vince writing them himself sometimes while the show's going on. That didn't happen this week uh, because the writers just decided just to give Vince what what he wants. You know, just just make the show the way he the way he he wanted it, and apparently he liked everything that that they had planned, so he had no need to tear it up. Which some of the things that were on the show were, you know, are throwback to pre Attitude Era stuff, like you know Bray Wyatt in the ring telling corny jokes and. Keith Lee flipping a coin backstage to, you know, to see whether he's going to, I don't know, I don't even know why he was flipping the coin, see whether he was going to beat Miz and Morrison in the handicap match, which he didn't, which doesn't make Keith Lee look any good or look any better. They took Lana out of TLC tomorrow for really no reason. 
so okay. <clears throat> so the ratings ratings are low, and uh, according to to some people, uh, there's but they're about to make some changes again, uh, starting with this Monday's Raw. Now, I got a list here because there's a lot of stuff. Two years ago, around this time, that was the last time we saw Shane, Vince, Stephanie, and Triple H in the ring together. That's when they announced, you know, in 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 more than a few words, they said, you know, we're sorry that the show is shit, but you know, we're gonna make it better. You know, we're not gonna have authority figures anymore. You know, and and it hasn't been better. Every time ratings have been low in the last couple of years, here's just a list of some of the ideas they've had. And, and you know, I'm, I may have to refresh your memories on this one, but let's see. We'll go down the list here. The wild card rule. The mm-hmm. third dark hour of Raw. Remember that? When, mm-hmm. Mick, when Mick Foley came out with the 27 title and they were going to turn the lights down lower and make it more realistic, I guess. Mm-hmm. Corey, Corey Graves' electric chair segment, which only ended after only one week just because Sami Zayn mentioned AEW. <laughs> <laughs> which actually happened... This like, podcast, he calls the worst segment in WWE history. <laughs> which, that actually, actually happened two nights after the first Devil or Nothing. Raw Underground, that was this year. That lasted. That lasted up until everybody got COVID. <laughs> uh, let's see, the crossband invitation, which I think technically can still go on because it's quarterly. So I don't know. I'm not sure about that. Um, Superstar shakeup, which essentially is like a draft. No commercials during matches. That's that's when. You know, they used to have those two out of three falls matches. You know, they would take a commercial and all of a sudden come back and, oh, we're going to do two out of three falls now. And, you know, like saying before, no authority figures, even though it's obvious that Adam Pierce is the authority figure on Raw and SmackDown right now. Uh, anyway. So, yeah, so reports were that, that Vince wanted to make changes as early as this Monday's Raw. But uh, yesterday, a report came out uh, from Sean Rossap of Fightful saying that the USA Network's not happy with the low ratings and wants... Oh. Uh, <laughs> yes, they want WWE to go to more of an adult-oriented programming. And by that, they don't mean necessarily like sex and nudity and titties. Uh, I want violence, drama. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Violence, violence, drama, and titties. Yes, that's what we need. (laughs) Hey, it's what sells. Yes, exactly. So, so yeah, so I, you know what? I'm, I'm all for that. If they do it right, you know, maybe, I don't know, try and push for like an Attitude Era 2.0. You know, I'm, I'm down for that. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, again, I have no moment for others. <laughs> I yeah, want, 
I want to talk about it real quick because yeah. th- this is something that I brought up to Johnny a couple of weeks ago, but I was saving it just because maybe things would start to look up, but they surely aren't, especially with how the ratings were this week. So I'm, d- I'm just going to throw it out there and see what Andrew thinks about it because I know Johnny pretty much agreed with me that this is a possibility. Not anytime soon. It would definitely take a couple of years to get to that point, but it's a possibility. We both agreed on that. So, with AEW starting to work with Impact, we know that eventually is going to need, going to lead to New Japan. Bullet Club, Need I Say More. It, it's already amazing as it is with what they're doing. But a year from now, I could see that completely working out. Yeah. And WWE is definitely going to have something to worry about. If they don't get on it and start working with different companies and start making friends... It's going to take three to five years, but this could be the death of WWE. That is my prediction. If they don't, if they don't get on the ball, man, and start putting better shit out there and start working with different companies, I, I don't see this going well for WWE. <laughs> yeah, you're saying three to five, three to five years, that might also... Uh, coincide with the death of Vince Man too. Which I think after that happens and if you get the right people in charge, it could be good again without using other companies. Look at NXT. It's doing fine. But it doesn't have Vince in charge. It has Triple H. Right. Yeah, I'm, I mean, uh, yeah. I think I the whole it, problem is Vince. He's just getting too old exactly. to do this anymore. Yeah, and he's just going back to to what he knows you know, that worked 25, 30, 30 years, years ago. Yeah. 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 I, I, I mean, just, even yeah, the, they can survive without other companies. They just can't survive while Vince is there. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, even even the Young Bucks, they recently commented on, on, you know, what a good job Triple H is doing. You know, like I said before, before AEW, the Young Bucks, uh, Cody and, and Adam Page almost went to WWE. In fact, uh, this, it came, came out that the storyline was they were going to invade WWE during uh, WrestleMania 35 season. That would have been a good thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would have definitely enjoyed watching it. But yeah, I just. I know I said I, I what I just said the three to five year death of WWE. The reason I say that by death, I don't mean completely off the map. They're just right. going to need to do a lot of rebuilding after those three to five years. Yeah, they're just going to be put in the backseat as far as the wrestling promotions. Yeah. WWE, if they're not careful, is going to turn into WCW. 
They're just going to be I'm watching from the outside. I, oh, I'm going that far. I am going that far. They're going to be on the outside looking in while AEW is doing amazing numbers, amazing programming, amazing storylines, just all the way around. Yeah, AEW is doing things right. They're setting themselves up to evolve as a company. So that's where WWE needs to work. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, we got the Wrestle Kingdom coming early next month. There's already uh, two, possibly three AEW wrestlers that are going to be on that card. Uh, we know Moxley's defending the U.S. title against Kenta. Also, Brody Lee's going to make his debut for New Japan. That's why you haven't seen him on TV. He's after he recovered from his injury from the dog collar match. Now he's just quarantining to prepare to go to New Japan or, or to go to Japan. Also, I uh, suspected that Kenny might even make an appearance. Also, so yeah, to just just continuing to you know spin the, those wheels and and build build those those relationships. Yeah. Which is why I said WWE needs to worry. So, since Juan didn't have a moment, we kind of went on a little rant there on some (laughs) thoughts we've been thinking about. So, to see if he has a moment of the week, I'm going to go over to Andrew and see what he has to say. Pretty much the only thing Raw has going for it. The Funhouse and its puppets. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> the Bo Bray character but this week they focused on the puppets which I enjoyed uh, yes I enjoyed all the bad jokes that Bray made in the ring that was <laughs> <laughs> uh, I enjoyed uh, the bro talking to the rabbit naming Broda Rab- <laughs> rambling becomes Broda and he signed the carrot for Riddle's pet rabbit. (laughs) 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 That was just funny. I'm sorry. (laughs) And then R-Truth discussing the PS6 with Huskus because the PS5s are sold out. He's evidently a time traveler now. (laughs) Huskus looking terrified. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much Bray all week. Yeah, and and then... And then he calls, uh, says that Muskus uh, is Bray White's son. Yeah. <laughs> you notice how Bray didn't answer. He just walked off, says, Oh, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she didn't see Abby this week. I wonder why. No. Maybe because of her potty mouth. Oh. <laughs> well, she, she can't leave that window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which makes me think with the way they're going to do this match on Sunday. I wonder okay. how they would bring Abby into the mix. Are they going to put the window out there at ringside so she could be there? <laughs> oh, 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 by the way, they're having, between Randy and the Fiend on, uh, tomorrow at TLC, they're having a Firefly Inferno match. <laughs> Which we can only guess what it is. <laughs> yeah. I would say by the end of the night, the fun house is burned down. And 
Bray is going to have to find a way to get himself a new Funhouse. Funhouse <laughs> 2.0, he's going to have to debut it. Wouldn't it be 3.0 since Seth already burned it down once? Oh, yeah, that's right. He did do that, didn't <laughs> yeah, he? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. So it would be 3.0. <laughs> you know, it's interesting that Bray Wyatt's debut match was an Inferno match against Kane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's definitely going to be interesting to see how they decide to do that match on Sunday, but on tomorrow, I mean. But we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say I laughed at the corny dad jokes. Like it, it was, it was awesome. There wasn't a lot on Raw, like Johnny said, that was a positive. But this was a really good positive. So, hell yeah, I have to going going for the show. Hmm. Yeah, the only thing I would say is the only thing that Raw had going for it. There was one more thing that could have worked out, but it instantly went to shit. I think. So, all I'm going to say about it is how are you going to have Lana pick up a win over Nia Jax and then just get murdered again right after the match ends? I just don't get it. If you were going to have this match tomorrow for the Tag Team Championships with her and Asuka, why would you do this? Just keep pushing Lana. I know. It's fucked up. I don't like Lana. But if you're going to start pushing her, don't fucking do this shit, and then you're going to throw a new partner out there for Asuka. Well, I mean, you really hurt because it's Charlotte Flair. You think Charlotte's coming back for tomorrow? Well, I mean, just think about this: who wrote Charlotte off TV? Naya. Yeah. <laughs> but Naya writes everybody off TV. Anyway, <laughs> very true. We can't argue and, and not just kayfabe either. No, real life. And in and, and, and the case of Kyrie, she drove her all the way back, back to Japan. <laughs> 14,000 miles. Shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Other side of the world. Oh. <laughs> or maybe that they're just doing where they say Lana's hurt and they have her come out to. That could be also could be a possibility. Yeah, uh, kayfabe. I'm gonna fight through this and win it that way. So yeah, I don't know. I, I hey, don't know either. Kevin Owens is my inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk more about yeah. that later. Yeah, good. I mean, that could be an inspiration. <laughs> but if if that's what they're gonna do, if they're just gonna have Lana come right back out tomorrow. And be like, I want to fight through my injury, blah, blah, blah. Well, then why tease this new partner? Just say it from the beginning. You know, yeah, go off air on Raw saying, oh, we don't know what the match is going to be on Sunday because of 
will what happened to Lana today. Ever. Will she be able to compete? And you wait a day or two, and you just say, well, we got the doctors to clear her, and she's determined to be in this match. So she's going to go ahead and pull through. It's a game time decision. Day of decision. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or a day of decision. They could have waited all the way for tonight or early tomorrow morning to do it. So, yeah. yeah. I just don't think it'll get as much attention as it needs to if it's going to be her. But we'll see. I'm hoping it's someone else because. If it's not, then what was the point of all this shit? Right. To move on, we're going to go ahead and move over to SmackDown because that's enough of the shit talking overall. We know <laughs> that shit was horrible. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to go over to Johnny and see what was his favorite moment of SmackDown. Okay. I, I, I just mentioned it just a minute ago. I Kevin Owens, I, I, I like where this, how they're doing this storyline. Again, this is, you know, I, I don't know if you want to say continuation of Roman's and Jay storyline, or or if it's the second storyline on the road that Roman's had is, it's looking out to be, uh, uh, you know, really good. Uh, in, uh, in game here on Sunday, so the show started out with Kevin Owens coming out, and because you know last week Roman threatened his family that you know if they they don't they don't you know talk to him and you know try and talk him out of the match that that Roman's going to take food off their table. Well, Kevin Owens came out this week said, "Yeah, I had to talk with my family, and I told them not to watch the match on Sunday, not because of what." Uh, of what I feel, you know, they're going to do to me. It's what I'm going to do to Roman. And that's when, uh, you know, uh, Paul was on the Titantron and, and Roman and, you know, Roman, you know, told Kevin, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a chance, you know, just like I did with Jay, you know, say, you know, say I'm the tribal chief and, and you know, if if not, I'm gonna end you. And of course, he didn't do that, so he sent Jay Uso after him with the chair. And Jay Uso beat him down with the chair. And this was the reoccurring theme throughout the night. There were uh, b- before the final segment, there were two, maybe three different times when uh, Jay beat. Uh, Kevin with a chair uh, it happened backstage and then when, Ke- when Kevin was in the trainer's room Jay came in again and beat him down some more put him through a table in the trainer's room then at the uh, at the end of the night they, uh, in the end of the segment you know, Roman Reigns came out to cut his promo and that's when Kevin Owens came out, you know, hobbling. You know, he, he's, you know, he's not going to back down. He's going to keep fighting. He brings the chair, you know, hits his Jay with it, but then Jay gets him back with a super kick and 
Roman Reigns speared him. They put him through two tables in the ring. And then, you know, talk about somebody being buried. Uh, Kevin Owens was literally buried on SmackDown. They, after putting him through the tables, they put, you know, the pieces of the table over him, put chairs, put ladders on top of him. And, you know, Roman and Jay left the ring. And when they come back through gorilla position, they were about to get interviewed by Kayla. When, you know, over over their shoulder, you, you could see the shot of the ring. Kevin Owens slowly comes up out of the pile, out of the rubble. And he says, uh, you know, on Sunday, you know, I'm going to win the universal title or die trying. You know, Kevin Owens, he, you know, the the fight, Owens fight, that's not just a slogan. That's the way, the way he wrestles, the way he performs. So, you know, I'll, I'll say what I think in my predictions, but I think it's looking good for Kevin Owens going into 2021. Not only going into 2021, I would say it's looking good for him going into tomorrow night. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. But tomorrow night's going to be the, it's just a start. Yeah. Okay. The, so. The intern. I was saying, tell me, this ain't right. That's just too brutal, too violent. Well, they do it to him. <laughs> well, get, he's get, on that table. He's not getting hurt. Trust me. <laughs> well, get used to it because they're about to get even more violent. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. He's like, this is La Muggy. What are they doing? Somebody needs he, to come out and help him. Stop him. He, he hasn't seen some of those Attitude Era episodes of the Raw. I know. He hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you need to get him on the network and show him that. Yeah, you yeah, have, have a master's, have master's class in Attitude Era. Yeah. Yeah. You need to sit him down on a Saturday evening and just be like, all that bullshit you go through the week, that's so-called school. Nah, we're going to school you now, son. (laughs) Actually, they're on Christmas break for next two weeks. There you go. There you go. His his homework assignment is to watch one episode of Raw every day. (laughs) One, I'm thinking he puts in like a whole shift. I'm talking eight hours, no breaks. <laughs> so four, okay, four episodes of Raw. Damn right. <laughs> yeah, but as far as Kevin Owens, Probably twelve. Oh, yeah. Eh, overtime. <laughs> yeah. As as far as Kevin Owens, I'd say it's looking pretty good for him tomorrow night. They told a hell of a story. We obviously know how great Roman Reigns has been doing with his heel turn and the family and everything he's doing there. All that's greatness. We've talked about it plenty. But Kevin Owens here not giving up either makes me think anything is possible tomorrow. Kevin Owens could pretty pretty well win, for all we know. I'm 
I'm I'm just ready for it because even though this thing with Roman Reigns that they're doing is pretty new and they wouldn't want to defeat the tribal chief so quickly it could also be by Jey Uso costing him the match it could be some shit going down so We'll see. I, I, I'm just ready, and I think Kevin Owens has a great chance. And if he wins, I wouldn't be mad at it. So, hell yeah. That was a pretty good moment from SmackDown. So, now I'm going to go over to Drew and see what was his favorite moment of SmackDown. It would be probably be the continuing education of the Alpha Way by Chad Gable to Otis. Because <laughs> Otis gets the win this week, but he was fixing to do the Caterpillar, and Gable jumped up on the ring and said, no, 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 don't do it, don't do it. And he didn't, but he still got the win. And then the back, he, uh, Otis asked Gable, why wouldn't you let me do the Caterpillar? Well, you were supposed to do it. You're supposed to listen to your heart or not to me or whatever he did. So it's interesting where they're going with this. I want to see how this goes. <laughs> Maybe eventually Otis gets a singles title of some sort. <laughs> I think it, yeah. it, eventually uh, uh, Chad's going to turn heel on him. Probably. Yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. My only issue with it was, I know you're trying to give Otis the push. And don't get me wrong, I love Otis. But I think he needs to get more moves involved in his moveset. I don't think he does a lot as far as moves. I just think he... He passes himself as, I'm just a big, strong guy. So I'm just going to throw you around and that's it. He needs to he needs to learn more wrestling moves. I well, think that will uh, definitely help him look better. Otis was on the list of one of the guys that was sent back to, to the performance center for more, for more uh, training. Uh, they're conducting... Uh, training two days a week with uh, Drew Gulak and Adam Pierce, but yeah. and that that's all the big you know, all the big guys Keith Lee and uh, almost and Delicato and uh, Otis and, uh, among others. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I, but Otis it, does have wrestling training because he was like Olympic. yeah he was an amateur. He was like Olympic hopeful. There for a while, he went to the Olympic training facilities. Otis, yeah, uh, I, I, I think so. I mean, I know Gable was in in the Olympics, so yeah. I, so I think that it's that's a where good, they met. That's a good idea, you know, part, uh, teaming him up with with. Uh, and actually, they're really good friends in real life too. <laughs> they like <laughs> live near each other, right down the street from each other. <laughs> well, what, well, I mean, that's good though. That's good when they put uh, they put actual friends together. And uh, I, I know also I saw a recent uh, Instagram post of uh, 
uh, Braun was uh, working, lifting weights, and you could hear Otis in the background cheering him on. Think about that mm-hmm. tag team. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah, that's a, that's a tag team you know you wanted Otis and Braun. <laughs> I wouldn't mind it. So to almost, be honest, almost seven hundred pounds combined. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a tag team. Vince is going to kill it. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that much? <laughs> no, but they're big well. guys. Vince likes big sweaty men. He got rid of well, Tucker, notice. <laughs> well, not if Vince kicks the bucket first. So we could always hope for that. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're always going always gonna to come back to that. <laughs> I'm not cheering yeah. for death. I'm cheering for retirement. Yes. Not gonna happen, but I'm cheering for retirement. Retirement to, um, the, big, to the big farm in the sky. I'm cheering maybe for the just, ultimate retirement. Maybe you should just get uh, dementia or something. He already <laughs> does. Oh. He already does, man. Alzheimer's? And he still thinks he can run this shit. Alzheimer's, maybe? Oh. Well, and I mean, they are. In about another month, he's going to want to try and bring Donald Trump back in to WWE. Uh, <laughs> I know. Hey, it might boost the ratings. <laughs> Maybe. In the 30 to 59 white supremacists, maybe. <laughs> I don't think yeah. you're like that. I didn't say Andrew. You said Andrew. <laughs> See what y'all think about me? You thought I was an honorary <laughs> messenger. Because I'm come from yeah. eight kids. Oh. <laughs> well, you are an honorary Mexican. You're just yeah. the widest. Because both my, my parents come from big families, too. So. Yeah. You're the widest of the Mexicans, bro. It's all <laughs> right. You're still cool with us. Yeah. Even though, even though your main dude wants to kick us out. But that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> we're, we're done with that here yeah. in a couple of weeks. So Anyway. Yeah. What was your <laughs> moment? <laughs> yes. We got off track. <laughs> yeah. We got off track a little bit, but that's fine. Uh, if I had to choose a moment, just for what it was, everybody needs a little comedy in their life. So... The Sammy Awards. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just love it, man. I got a really good laugh that obviously he gave himself the comeback of the year and the match of the year for the match he had with Jeff Hardy and AJ, AJ Styles. No, that really which, was a good match. Which that really was a great match. So I understand, but it, it was just funny how he was giving himself all these awards and then he decided to go to the superstar of the year, which Biggie won. <laughs> so it, that that was an interesting choice to have Biggie involved in that, but I I enjoyed it for what it was. You know Biggie changed the card. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it was it was yeah. just funny to watch. Maybe that'll be a match tomorrow night that we don't know about yet. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. 
Yeah, just with the whole seriousness of the Roman Roman Reigns situation and everything else. Obviously, they had to throw a little comedy in there. Just don't put it on the pre-show. <laughs> yeah, no. It, if it's the first match of the main card, I'm good with that. But yeah, definitely don't do it on the pre-show, please. <laughs> But yeah, that had to be my moment just for the hilarity of it. I enjoyed it. So now that we got our uh, moments in there for SmackDown, we're going to move over to Johnny and see what his favorite moment for NXT was. Well, I have a feeling my moment's going to be the same as Andrew's. That was the... uh... The number one number one contender match between uh, I was right <laughs> between Pete Dunne and Kyle O'Reilly. And this was it was a, a it was a great match. It probably lasted about a good maybe twenty five to thirty minutes. It it took up you know two commercial breaks. You know, lot lots of uh, lots of near falls. Uh, and I, 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 I kind of I like the way it, the way it ended when uh, or or shortly before it ended when uh, o- O'Reilly he he got the he got he took a uh, forearm Pete Dunn in the face and his mouth guard popped out, <laughs> which which got him it distracted him which uh, helped uh, help Kyle O'Reilly get the win. So you know, next, yeah, next week it'll be Finn Balor versus no, not next week. It's no, on New Year's, New Year's Eve on January sixth. It'll be Kyle O'Reilly versus Finn Balor for the NXT title. Yeah, next week we get a Johnny Gargano Christmas. <laughs> yeah, Gargano Gargano Christmas on Wednesday. Yeah. But yeah, that, that was my moment that that match. Hell yeah, dude! Look, we all we all said that they need to prepare for when Adam Cole moves up to the main roster. So I think this definitely helps with that. I like everything yeah. they're doing with Kyle O'Reilly. He's got a hell of a look to him, and to have him beat Pete Dunne and then going up against Finn Balor. Yeah, you're setting him, you're setting him up for greatness. And, and I, I fucking yeah. love this shit. I I kind I like the way how the match started too cuz uh, uh the rest of the the UE came down with with uh with Kyle O'Reilly and, and then uh Pete Dunne brought down had uh, Lorkin and Birch with him the tag champs and even before the the, the match just started that you know they they the UE and, and the tag champs start fighting amongst each other and then Killian Dane and Drake Maverick come out and they start fighting with Birch and Lorgan. Then out of nowhere Breezango comes back and they start fighting with everyone. So you just had a you just had a, a brawl right even before the bell, bell rang. Yeah. They yeah. all tag teams. They still love tag teams down there. Hmm. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. And they do. Hmm. 
Yeah, who knew this is how good it could look whenever you give people the opportunities and actually put something into your product, you know. Fuck you, Vince, get out. Okay, no, we're not going to go back to that again. <laughs> I thought that match could have been can be a match of the year candidate because that was a damn good match. It was just back and forth, hold for hold. Yeah. Kyle's no slouch when it comes to submission holds, and neither is done. So I just thought it was a fantastic match. I enjoyed every minute of it. Even better, and even better, when I was watching, I slipped my UE armband on. <laughs> in fact, there was a moment when uh, I, I forget what, what move he had him in, but uh, O'Reilly had uh, had done in a submission hold, and just just to get a, a, a tighter grip on it, he 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 held on to a he held on to, to his tights just to to lock it in uh, and make sure he didn't escape. Hell yeah, hell yeah. But like y'all, like y'all have pointed out, you know, Kyle O'Reilly, he's a legit motherfucker. So I'm ready to see then what they're gonna do with him next. After all of this, I hope he beats Finn Balor. But either way, it's gonna elevate him, and it's gonna be a hell of a match. So now that we got Johnny's moment in there, I'm gonna move over to Drew. Let's see what was his favorite moment from NXT. The main event. Rhea versus Tony Storm. Great match. Only problem was Raquel decided to get involved and ruin <laughs> it for the rest of us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Raquel was outside and Rhea threw Tony into Raquel, knocked her down, and then threw Tony back in the ring, and when she did, Tony grabbed the referee. That's when Raquel attacked Rhea, threw her into the post, and Tony Storm picks up the win. But like the last match, this match was great because these two women know each other. They started off like three years ago in WWE in the May, May Young Classic, and they've been wrestling each other ever since. They started out in the May Young Classic, then they went to the UK because Rio was the first ever UK Women's Champ, and Tony yeah. Storm was the one that took took the title from her there. Yeah. So these two girls know each other and they work well together, and it proved it again this this week. Yeah. We'll see where it goes yeah. from here. Yeah, I completely agree with you that I'm ready to see where this goes. To have Raquel Gonzalez come in and cause the DQ, uh, I know why they did it. They just wanted to give us a little taste of what can come. And I can't wait for that Rhea Ripley Tony Storm takeover match. <laughs> you know it's going to happen. Eventually. I would think it's sooner than later. So, could it be a number match? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, my moment of this week has to be that as well. I'm just gonna go with what what's coming in the future. 
I'm ready to see that big match. And they're going to go out there and they are just going to put on the show of the, the match of their life. And I'm down for it because we all know how much I love Rhea Ripley. But I'm also a big Tony Storm fan. So them two working together, I fucking love it. So hell yeah, I have to share my moment with Drew there. I'm definitely ready for that shit. So now that we got our moments in there for NXT, we're going to move away from WWE, go with Dynamite, and see what were our favorites from moments, favorite moments from there. All right. So my favorite moment. Okay, so we've had, and so far this month, uh, we had Becky and Seth had their had their daughter. Uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, John Moxley revealed that that Renee's expecting, and now we got a a video of Brandy and Cody where. You know they're they're at home. They're with with Pharaoh and the you know the they got the house decorated for Christmas and and there there's a, a I don't know if it's package that arrives or they already or it's just a gift that that Brandy opens to reveal a pair of it was, huh? it was a package on doorstep because okay. doorbell rang they would oh the okay door that was so, there. yeah so then they. They got an Amazon delivery, <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't stolen. Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> so they opened this package, and it's, it's a pair of baby shoes. And so that that made the re- revelation right there that now Brandy's expecting a baby. Which I like the prospects of this this the second generation of wrestling and it's gonna how it's gonna look in about another twenty years. Maybe third now? Oh well <laughs> no, no no well well for Cody it'll be third. Yeah. Third generation, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, I uh, I think that's I I like that that, you know they're they're starting to Starting to have families now, you know, not nightmare families, but I think get get even bigger. <laughs> it's it's not gonna be the nightmare family anymore. It's gonna be like the uh, stay awake at night because the baby's crying family and <laughs> get no sleep family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, again, Cody should be lucky that right now he's only taping. Uh, he's only taking two every two weeks. Yeah, every two two days, every two weeks, and they still don't have a house show schedule yet. So yeah, he's gonna have a lot of time on his hands. <laughs> that had to be that had to be one of the weirdest reveals for baby I've seen in wrestling. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I package I had... on the front door with the expecting twenty twenty one whatever. I kind of had trouble following it. <laughs> <laughs> and and then what at, the hell's at, going on? And then I guess I guess Pharaoh's is now officially the the guard dog. Yeah. Said so, uh, 
guard baby guard dog in training or something <laughs> <laughs> baby security in training a shirt on or whatever it was <laughs> and and you know i i should have i should have should have gotten the hint because the other day on instagram they posted a picture of a pharaoh standing tall in front of a a little puppy I <laughs> 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 I I Freddie, I don't know if you saw that picture uh, yeah i saw it but at the same time, I was like, oh, they got Pharaoh a puppy. Yeah. Pharaoh's got a friend now. Or maybe Pharaoh yeah. had puppies. Yeah. Puppies. Oh. oh puppies. <laughs> Different kind of puppies, but yes, yes puppies. <laughs> but, you can still play with, for a second. but you can still play with these puppies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they did. They want. They did say they want to go more adult content. <laughs> so take a, just take a look at what AEW is doing, and you know. yeah, because AEW they're doing it without, without not really having like sex appeal or being R rated, you know. Yeah, yeah. You don't need that shit to be able to be more edgy, yeah, and be where you need to be. So, just take notes, WWE. Like I said, AEW's doing the right thing. So, just, you know, pay attention a little bit. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm definitely happy for Cody and Brandy. 20 years from now, this shit, second and third generation is going to be kicking ass all over the place so it sucks that you know really really long term booking here we gotta (laughs) wait 20 years for this shit to happen but I'm excited for those 20 years but but then I was telling Freddie that it's gonna be but in in about maybe another 5 years we're gonna get uh, Triple H and Stephanie's daughter is gonna be in the business Mm-hmm. She, she's already training at, at 13. We know where that's going to go. <laughs> she's she's all, they might as well already give her a legend contract. She's going <laughs> to be a superstar. <laughs> so, hell yeah. We, we, I know I said 20 years, but yeah, five years we get her couple of years down the line we'll we'll get plenty of plenty of more people in there so the Hell yeah. yeah 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 she shoot I, I, you know what i i could expect by the end of 2021 she'll be in nxt that's gonna be my my early early, early prediction <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's probably something they were pushing for this year yes but with everything that happened and if I'm not mistaken, I think she would be the first fourth generation wrestler. I think you're right there. So hell yeah. The future is looking pretty bright with everything that's happening. So now that we got Johnny's moment in there, I'm gonna go over to Drew and see what was his favorite moment from AEW. Uh, was actually wasn't really 
it was that crazy 12 on 12 match or not 12 on 12 6 on 6 on 6, six, six <laughs> 12 man match <laughs> the, oh, I say 12 on 12 damn <laughs> <laughs> inner circle versus hot flight best friends and what are they call them the varsity blondes what well, yes okay uh GR made a couple of comparisons in that match. It's like, really, dude? He compared Griff to Adam Copeland. <laughs> Said he reminds him of young Adam Copeland. <laughs> and then he compared Sammy Guevara to a young Eddie Guerrero. So he mm. put big shoes on these two guys. I'm <laughs> telling you. Yeah. <laughs> like, whoa, back up a little bit. <laughs> and before the match even started, uh, Orange Cassidy walked over to the uh, announce table, grabbed a headset, put it on. Excalibur's <laughs> like, that's not plugged in. <laughs> so he grabbed a headset that wasn't plugged in. <laughs> uh, but eventually it came down to Jericho hitting Griff with a bat. Then Jake Hager, Hager does the F5 on him. And MJF gets the pin. I guess that was a tribute to Wardlow because he couldn't be there for family issues or whatever. Yeah. That's why I won the seven on seven match. So that was their little, I thought that was a little, that was cool for their little tribute to Wardlow when he went there. But yeah, that was my favorite moment. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That was definitely chaotic and. I mean, whenever you do a six-on-six six match, it's going to be crazy. But the way they're bringing in these teams, more high flyers and all that, hell yeah. It was definitely some really good shit there. So and that Also, the reason Santana hasn't been there is because his stepfather passed away. Yeah. Yeah, that was his first night back was this week. Yeah. But yeah, he hadn't so... been there in the previous weeks. Yeah, and I'm glad to see him. They didn't him say back. what Woodlow had. He just said family issues, so that yeah. could be anything. Yeah, but I was glad to see him back, and for them to be doing these type of matches, they're always going to be exciting. So, hell yeah, that was a pretty good moment. Uh, if I had to choose one, I would say I'm just happy for Brandy and Cody, but. I really do like Ivelisse and Diamante together. So the fact that they had a match against Big Swole and Serena Deeb, I very much enjoyed that, especially being the match right before Kenny Omega versus Joey Janela, which we know was going to be badass the whole time. But I just like the improvement of Big Swole. I wasn't I wasn't too high on her at first, but to see what she's doing here and the fact that she's working with other people to get herself better and not seen as a singles competitor, yeah, I think that's only going to help her out. I thought she was still a little green, so hell yeah. Working with people like Ivelisse and Diamante who have been around a lot more than she has. 
And Serena is only going <laughs> to and Serena. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely going to help her out. So yeah. I, li- I like that she's working with them and yeah, it's only going to help her out. So I'm looking forward to what she's going to do in the future. But. One thing about this match I'm still not enjoying. I've already talked to Johnny about this. <laughs> when we don't know if it's TNT, AEW, or our local channel, but they promise us a picture in a picture, and halfway through the commercial, we lose the picture in picture, and we just see the ads. They don't keep it picture in picture through the whole thing. <laughs> so I don't know who yeah. does that, but it's don't promise me picture in picture if you're not going to give me give me the whole picture in picture throughout the entire commercial, just half of it. But that was my yeah. little rant. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. I they understand that. They always during the women's matches. They don't do it during the men's matches. Only during the women's matches they do. The, they cut out the picture in picture. So I wonder who's the male chauvinist that's doing it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, funny. It, it could be, it could be anyone. You never truly know, but I know. Yeah, I don't understand that either. Whenever they start off with the picture in picture and then they just drop it halfway through. Yeah, I understand your frustration on that because I'm paying attention to the picture in picture. I'm not even watching the commercials. I'm watching the little picture in picture. <laughs> yeah, I I even stand up and get closer to the TV just to watch what's going on <laughs> a little closer. So, yeah. Don't take that away from us, but other other than for that little thing there, yeah, it, it was it was pretty good. I like what they were doing there. Yeah, just fix the picture and picture shit, and I think we'll be good. Now, so like I, I was telling Andrew, if you if you're lucky enough, like I am, to have a VPN. Uh, Fight TV has an international package for Dynamite for $5 a month and you can watch the show live and when they cut the commercial on TNT, they don't cut the commercial on Fight TV. They keep commentary keeps going and, and you just see what's happening during the commercial break. Yeah. I might. I know I've gone back and forth as to if I'm going to get one of those eventually, <laughs> but I might finally have to do it. Yeah. So if if I do, I'll share it with you, Andrew. Okay. okay. Yeah. I know, I know how that situation is. <laughs> yeah, and and the and the fight TV package is only five dollars a month. So. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's manageable, but it's in the international, so you might have to pay in pounds. So. That's fine. Yeah, it'll work. Yeah. So now that we got our moments in there for the week, uh, we're gonna go into predictions right now. So as we know, tomorrow is WWE TLC. So I'm gonna go match by match. And get your thoughts on who you think is going to win. So for the first match on the card, for the Raw Tag Team Championships, the New Day versus the Hurt Business. Uh, this is one thing I'm tired of. <laughs> I'm just tired of the Hurt Business altogether. 
butthurt business? Oh. <laughs> the butthurt business, yes. That's what Kofi called them this week. Yeah. <laughs> and they are. Uh, uh, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm thinking the new day are going to retain again. I think they're probably going to give it to Cedric and Shelton. Because hmm. they've only lost, what, three times trying to get it? Maybe four times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I unfortunately have to agree with Andrew on this one. As much as I don't like the Hurt business, yeah, I do think they're going to give it to them because... I don't think they're as on par with New Day as they used to be, especially since they lost Big E. So I think they're more focused on the Hurt Benches and making them look stronger, even though they have lost quite a bit. Yeah, I think this is one of their ways to stay, to put the focus back on them in a positive way. So I'm also going to have to go for the Hurt Business on this one. So, for the following match, it's the Women's Tag Team Championship match. Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler versus Asuka and to be announced. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this to be announced, you know, it could be anybody. I I know a lot of people, like I said earlier, speculating it's going to be Charlotte Flair making her return. Some people, I think that it's just going to be Lana. They're just, they're just, you know, keeping in suspense. You know, then, then there's that possibility. You know, they, they've been, we've been hearing about it for months of this Tessa Blanchard debut. I, I, I don't know. They would debut her at TLC. I think maybe they would wait for the. She may be a surprise entrance in, in the Rumble next month, so and maybe not her, but I'm I'm leaning more towards Charlotte, and I would I'm thinking if it is Charlotte, then Oscar and, and Charlotte are going to win the the tag team titles because uh, when it comes down to it, Charlotte's going to want to go after uh, uh, the Raw Women's title. Which Oscar also has. Yeah, I I think if it is Charlotte that's coming back, they're definitely gonna win, and it's gonna build that story that you just mentioned. They're gonna end up friendly, going at each other, trying but wait, to. But wait a minute! Didn't Bailey and Sasha Banks just have the same story? <laughs> when, yeah. they had, when they had the titles <laughs> yeah okay I don't know man I, I just I, I'm I'm really confused on this match to be honest <laughs> I, I don't know with this whole Lana thing that they did and with the rumor of Charlotte I really don't know but if they are going to bring Charlotte back in you know that's the story they're going to do. So we just got to be ready for it. Yeah, I'm I'm going to have to go Oscar and whoever ends up 
being her partner. So, Andrew? Oscar and Lana. It's going to be Oscar and Lana. <laughs> Lana's going to fight uh, Kevin Owens on us. And, and then Lana's going to put Nia Jax to her table. I wouldn't go that far. They're just going to get the win and leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please don't. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, if I, that's I what Lana's, it ends up being. Because her going Lana's to the table strong. for nine straight weeks and all this crap, they have to give her something. Come on. <laughs> I don't think Lana's don't strong to. enough to live, live Nia Jax. <laughs> I don't think she is either. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't think she is either. That's why Nia is going to push off. Yeah. <laughs> and then hurt herself again. Hurt Lana anyway. Oh, never mind. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, uh, not another injury. So, so that's Andrew's prediction is Nia Jax is going to injure someone else. <laughs> I'm, I mean, that's, that's not, not really, that's a really not a prediction. Yes. That's not a it's prediction. a spoiler. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, shit. All right. Well, enough of that nonsense. We're going to move on to the Firefly Inferno match. Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. Oh, I'm. you know what? I'm definitely going to pick the Fiend on this because if this is, it just sounds like it's going to be a, a Fiend type of match. And we all know, you know, deep down, Randy's afraid of the Fiend. So I'm I'm gonna say the team's gonna win here. Andrew. Yes, the fiend. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. There's no question about it. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to go the fiend as well. You you can't have a Firefly Inferno match, which is obviously Bray Wyatt, and have him lose. So there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's Bray Wyatt and no explanation needed. (laughs) So the following match is for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Sasha Banks versus Carmella. Hmm. I I think Sasha's going to retain here. I can't see them. Giving giving it to Carmella. I mean, I know everyone loves this new gimmick that she has, but she she hasn't been doing it for that long, so I I can't see Sasha losing it just yet. They're making too big of a deal out of Sasha not keeping her belts long. Or talking about how she's always losing them as soon as she gets them and all this. So I think she's going to prove them all wrong. And- Keep it for a while. She's a Johnny Gargano of the main roster. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, actually, that is kind of the perfect way to put it. <laughs> but yeah, I I do think they're going to have to change that a little bit because as much as they talk about it, like Andrew said, it, it's probably not going to happen for a while. So I, I see a lengthy reign here. So I'm also going to go with Sasha Banks. So the following one is for the Universal Championship, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. Yeah, and this is a TLC match. Yeah. You know, I, I, 
I want Kevin Owens to win this after everything that he's been through last the last few weeks after you know coming back from all those beatdowns last night. But I I mean if they if they're planning on making changes, you know, well I I, I don't think that I don't know if they would change change the title right now because I know they love Roman's whole character. Right now, with his storylines, it's going to be close. It it's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be a a, a a long match. But in the end, I'm 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 going to have to go with Roman. As much as I, as I hate to, but yeah. <laughs> True. Roman's going to win with the assist of Mr. Jay Uso. Hmm. <laughs> so it's not going to be so fair. It's... I mean, obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Since it's TLC, there's no disqualifications. Right. As long as you don't climb the ladder for him, I'm fine. Wilson <laughs> 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 <Close and> Ellsworth. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> no, what if... It's not going to happen. But <laughs> well, what if it does? Oh good lord! It's not. What if? What if? It's what not is, a, because that's not a. It's not a raw match. If it was a raw match, then yeah, I could see that happening. All right. Don't throw that out there. Bye. I don't know Hi. here. Hello. <laughs> A little cameo by Nicholas. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. Oh. Wrong Nicholas? Yes, that's the wrong Yeah, that's wrong Nicholas. Nicholas. Wrong sorry. Nicholas. But hey, that could have also worked. <laughs> <laughs> they were about the same age. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Th- this it, it's it's confusing to me because Kevin Owens has has been on the bad side of things during this whole feud these last couple of weeks. He definitely needs a break. He definitely needs to catch a break is what I meant. So I could really see Kevin Owens winning here. But at the same time, that one means defeating the tribal chief. And I don't think it's the right time for that. So I'm I'm gonna have to go with Roman Reigns as well as as much as I hate to say it just like Johnny. But I do think in the future Kevin Owens is gonna get a win. Maybe not against Roman, but this is gonna push him into something even better. So hell yeah. I'm excited for Kevin Owens either okay. way. Okay, let me I'm gonna fantasy book here. Uh oh. Because <laughs> You know, we've already just discussed one of the possible WrestleMania matches is going to be uh, Goldberg versus Roman for Universal title. <clears throat> what if they just they put the title on Goldberg just so Kevin Owens can have his Universal title rematch against Goldberg? <laughs> Think about this. Goldberg beat Kevin Owens for the title when he was on Raw. What yeah. if Kevin Owens beats Goldberg now on SmackDown for the title? Okay. 
Yeah. That's how you I, I see. Kevin Owens title. All right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like where you're thinking. I like the way you're thinking. I'm. Yeah. Why not? I mean, that's one way of having Kevin Owens win it. And you set up a big mania match, maybe somewhere down the line. So, yeah, I'm definitely down for that. But for now, I think we're going to have to stick with Roman Reigns. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So for the last match of the night, the WWE Championship TLC match, Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles. Well, unfortunately, I think this is one of those changes that's going to happen because of the the ratings and all that. Uh, So I think right now, I I think they're going to put the title on, on AJ. That that's not saying that that Drew will, he'll win it win him back eventually. I think they still want him to win it when there's fans in attendance. So yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna say uh, AJ's gonna gonna beat him to the title. I mean, barring a a Miz money in the bank cashing, <laughs> that that could also happen because. That's still a thing. <laughs> Don't think that would be a fail. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I just, I don't believe in the Miz anymore. As, as a, as a legit uh, character or even a threat. Yeah. Yeah, I don't believe in him either as a threat. So, oh, yeah, my Drew? Pick is Drew picks Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Drew always picks Drew. Our COVID champion. Because he's been the champion, pretty much the champion throughout the COVID. whole COVID era. COVID. Era. He's, he's going to be known as the COVID era champion. Him, I was going to say, don't give him COVID. <laughs> and he beat it this week on the show on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I really want to say that I think Drew McIntyre is going to win, but you you can never count AJ Styles out. And if there's and if there's anything Johnny knows as well as I do, is that AJ Styles can win a fucking TLC match. We were there, man. I remember it. AJ sitting on top of the ladder. Championship raised up, bro. It it was AJ versus uh, now John Moxley and Dean Ambrose. Exactly. That was an amazing match. And just the visual of AJ at the top of the ladder. I want to see that again. Not going to lie. So, uh, I'm sorry, Drew McIntyre. I think AJ is going to take this shit. And I'm going to get a little bit of hate for that from some people that I know. But (laughs) those are just my thoughts. 
So, hell yeah. I think AJ is going to take that. So, it gives us it gives us a couple of things to look forward to tomorrow night. I think there there's definitely going to have to be one surprise and I think it's going to come at the end of the night with AJ. Yeah, this uh for a change this pay-per-view was actually a pay-per-view that I, I'm actually looking forward to watching. I mean, I'll yeah. watch them. I'll watch them all, but I haven't. Um, I mean, there's not really much that really has me wanting to to tune in. I just tune in just because. But this pay-per-view, you know, you got both of the main title matches. Uh, you know, they have they have great storylines behind them. You know, the possibility of, uh, you know, the women's tag title match. You know, you got, uh, I mean, we, we didn't discuss it because it's not official, but, you know, maybe a possible Big E versus Sami Zayn match. So, yeah, yeah, looks good. Yeah, there's definitely a lot there to look forward to. And some, un- TLC is always unpredictable. I would say. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen. So, hell yeah. We have that to look forward to as well. Before we wrap up, and Johnny already knows about this. So, Thursday morning was a weird morning. For me, at least. So, now... Thea has taken over the Thea Trinidad name. Nobody nobody owns that. Sorry, Vince, as much as you would have loved to. <laughs> She's got ownership of that name. So she made the she she made the name switch on Twitch. Now it's just Thea Trinidad. And she was trying things out a little bit differently. Her streams are normally in the evenings. And she decided to do one Thursday morning just to try it out to reach more of her fans that are overseas and in different time zones. And one of the things she said right at the beginning, even though she couldn't go into many details about it, is that she has three different projects in the works for 2021. Everybody got a little excited in the chat, but she couldn't really say much. So we're just waiting to see what happens there and see what projects she's talking about. But not even five minutes later, somebody brought up a wrestling question and what she was planning to do in the future or what she would want to do if she had a choice. And up to this point, it's been really difficult difficult for her to talk wrestling because of how everything's went down. This is actually the first time she talks about it. And one of the things she said she wants to do is work with Vicky Guerrero. (laughs) Which I understand because they're really good friends. They play Among Us together on Twitch a lot. So it wasn't weird that she said that. Everybody kind of expected it, you know, who wouldn't want to work with Vicky, especially when she's one of her good friends. So that didn't seem out of the normal. What she said next did. So she said one of the 
person she would love to have a match with is Britt Baker. (laughs) (laughs) And she even name-dropped AEW, saying if she would be able to, if she would want to work with a lot of people that she hasn't worked with before, she'd love to enhance the talent in AEW. So if they were to give her a chance, she would take it, is what she pretty much said. So taking into account that she said she's got a couple of projects in the works, name dropping Vicky, name dropping Britt, even saying AEW and that she would possibly want to do something there in the future. Draw your own conclusions. I have drawn mine. (laughs) You can't just talk about these things and think that people aren't going to think that you're going to going to go there so she couldn't clarify it obviously she's not going to let it out but I do think now that she's definitely going to end up in AEW I think there's already talks there and with everything she said I'm more than convinced so thoughts her 90 day no complete no compete clause ends around the time of of, uh, of uh, revolution in february yeah so you know just throwing out a little rumor out there definitely a date coming up with revolution that she could show up and with what she said like i said i'm more than convinced but Obviously, she's not going to throw it out there, so we'll wait and see, but I think it's going to happen. So... Probably will eventually. Oh, yeah. It will. I don't know where... I don't know where else she would go. I'm pretty sure she wouldn't want to go back to Impact. She's already done that shit there. I think she'd want to go somewhere different, somewhere new, so... If it's not AEW, the revamped WCW would be the only other route, but that's not until October of next year, and I don't think she could wait that long, so I say AEW it is, but time will tell, like we have said many times. So, now that we've gone through all that, it's time to stump the brain. Okay, this question was actually oh, uh, by... Of course. I, I, I thought we had lost it completely for a second. Yeah, me too. Just wait it out. Wait question. It out. There he is. There he is. All right, you caught uh, it. Yeah, you went robot. You're yes, back. y'all didn't get the question that. No. No. <laughs> okay. This question come from Triggered a few months ago. Oh, okay. Who are the winners of Tough Enough Season 1? <laughs> okay. Uh, what year was that? Oh, good Lord. It's going to make us find the year.
Let's see. Season one was two thousand two thousand one. Okay, I okay, I got I kind of thought it was two oh one or oh two somewhere around there. Okay. Maven. That was the mail. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I said winners. I know. Okay. I don't even know if the winner of the first tough end made it to the roster. She did. She did. Okay, okay. She didn't do anything important, but she did. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm trying to think back of uh, what were the women around around 2001, 2002. Because I don't remember any of the women in the early days. (laughs) <laughs> I, yeah, know, yeah. I barely remember some uh, most of the, some of the men. <laughs> yeah, I will say this: it, it is it is a tough one because she she didn't do shit, man. Hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if you don't remember who she is at all if you <laughs> if we name her to you. So I, we won't blame you. You got Maven right. We'll give you that. That's good enough. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to pass on that one. <laughs> All right. So the. Get half right. The, yeah, we'll get a half right. <laughs> half a point. Uh, the female Tough Enough winner for season one was Nidia. Oh. I remember her face. I, I, yeah, like an ex-boyfriend of the hurricane or ex-girlfriend of the hurricane. Yeah, and you know what? I think she was also recently in wrestling news for something. I forget what, but I think maybe she gave an interview somewhere. Or, but yeah, yeah, Nidia. Not to not to be confused with Midian. <laughs> no, no. Even <laughs> though, even though she does have a butterface, much like Midian. yeah yeah so half a point there i don't blame them for that last half because i know too much of importance in the early days of tough enough like in the first couple of seasons you had like josh matthews and uh luke gallows and also i i think even uh even moxley was one of the first in the one of the first tough enough yeah yeah, there was definitely a lot of people there that came out good from it, but yeah. she did not. It usually wasn't the winners. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, the Miz and Moxley, the the the, the Miz only made because he was he was on MTV. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. was on the Which real I remember world. that shit. 
I watched I, the real world. I, I I didn't I didn't watch the real world till I, I, after like season five, season five. So yeah. I, I, I know. but yeah, uh, you know Josh Matthews was in it. But yeah, th- there were a lot of a lot of wrestlers that are around today started in Tuffin. Yeah, yeah, there was quite a bit, quite a few of them that came from there even though they didn't win it. And even, like, announcers and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, it it, it was definitely a great show, and it's if they like, were to bring him back and take it seriously, I'd watch it again. Yeah, it's kind of like the American Idol of wrestling, because you, if you notice that American Idol, the runner-ups were the ones that became the stars. Yeah, <laughs> very true. Yeah, and, you know, can't, can't blame Maven. I think he did pretty good with oh, the little time he had in WWE. Yes, the best the best thing I loved about Maven was when he eliminated The Undertaker at the 2002 Rumble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He definitely did do some pretty good shit while he was with the company. And, 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 and to this day, I can say Maven along with Curtis Axel were never officially eliminated from the Rumble. Undertaker took Undertaker took him to the bottom rope and just beat him to the crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for now, they're both still going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, half a point there. We kind of got him this week, but that's all right. We'll try better next week. So hope everyone's able to enjoy TLC tomorrow night. Yeah. Now, and, next week, we're going to have, it's going to be uh, our last show of the year, so it's going to be our year-end year in review. I mean, we're going to have our usual reviews of the shows, but we're also going to talk about our best and worst moments of the year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. be looking forward to that. Yeah. We're putting together a list, and uh, we're going to take the week to fine-tune it, so... It should be interesting to think of what moments we're going to come up with. So, hope everybody is able to enjoy TLC tomorrow night. If you have any questions or comments, Wrestling Has Lost Its Way at Yahoo.com or Wrestling Has Lost Its Way on Facebook, we'll get back to you. So, talk to you all next week. Have a good one. All right. See you all next week. Have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you celebrate. Be safe. Check you later. Hey guys, Triggered here. I'm here to talk to you about a company called Stain Metal 666 that's based out of Mexico. Um, They're really involved in the metal music scene. Uh, I don't know if y'all know this about me, but I really do love listening to rock and metal music. Uh, Been that way for a long time. I've been to a lot of bands. Uh, One of the bands I currently started listening to a lot is Ginger, and they've worked closely with them on promoting their shirts and their hats and everything they have to offer with this business. So I'm here to give them a shout out because I just ordered from them recently, and they definitely have a positive message of loving music and loving metal music and staying together as a community through metal music. So definitely, definitely a good company to be a part of. And 
they're looking for support. Um, I'm going to link their Facebook page in the in the in the podcast part of it, so y'all can definitely check them out. Uh, the link will be in the description, and uh, yeah, just give them a chance. Uh, Luis is a hard worker, and he'll work with you to get whatever product you need from them shipped worldwide. And uh, it's definitely worth the wait. They're amazing products. I am waiting to get mine in this week and I'll definitely be supporting and wearing it. So yeah, definitely check them out and uh, take it easy and stay metal.